In a small but growing number, to the horror of many card advocates, some suppliers have started to charge a surcharge if their customers want to use a credit card to pay. This is sometimes referred to as a merchant surcharge fee or a checkout fee. This is happening in both the consumer space and the B2B world. Industry expert, Recharged Education's Lynn Lawson is here today to help us sort out fact from fiction in the surcharge space, as well as what you can and cannot do in this regard. Make sure you stick around until the end when Lynn addresses what to do if you think your supplier is charging a surcharge and they shouldn't be. So Lynn, let's you know lay the groundwork as we both like to do. What is a surcharge? Well, it's, as you alluded to, um, often called a checkout fee. It is an extra fee, a percentage of the purchase total that a supplier might add to a transaction when the buyer is paying via a credit card. And I should also say, Mary, before we go too deep, that what you and I are talking about today for our listeners to be aware, I'm referring to things in the United States. Right. You know, because okay. it can vary by country. Mm-hmm. But um, it's important to note that surcharges cannot be applied to debit card and uh, prepaid card transactions. Okay, so really only credit cards. Credit cards, and it's a percentage of the purchase total. Okay. Now, um, I might be a little bit behind, but I thought this wasn't legal. Well, in the United States, again, the practice Mm -hmm. of surcharging was historically prohibited by the card networks, you know, like Visa, MasterCard, Mm -hmm. and so forth. Uh, because they have, you know, extensive rules related to card acceptance, you know, mm-hmm. that merchants have to follow. Uh, but then back at the beginning of 2013, um, you know, things changed. They began to allow it, again, with caveats and, and criteria and other things. And I believe American Express followed um, later at the end of that year. Now, legal, then you're referring to, you know, also the, the government side mm-hmm. of things. And that's one thing where um, if there's a conflict between what the card networks say and a state law, well, of course, state law would prevail. And, you know, way back um, when surcharging was allowed uh, by the card networks um, at that time, you know, more than, well, about 10 years ago, uh, you know, many states had laws that prohibited surcharging mm-hmm. or greatly limited it, mm-hmm. maybe a dozen or so. But as we know, the state laws are continuously changing. Mm-hmm. Imagine that. Mm-hmm. And currently, 2023, um, I believe it's only Connecticut, Massachusetts, and then the territory of Puerto Rico that um, still prohibit it. They do. Because I thought, and I could be wrong on this, in Massachusetts, I thought I saw the gas companies charging it. Um, for, you know, like your home gas use? No, um, for uh, gas for the car. Oh, well, okay. Interesting. Maybe but there are be, some I, caveats. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Well, every rule has exceptions, so oh, who knows? Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So uh, I hear sometimes people talking, calling this a convenience fee, but you say that that's not correct. Right. Elaborate a little bit. Yeah. So a convenience fee is different because it would um, be a fixed amount. So what always comes to my mind is like Ticketmaster mm-hmm. that, um, you know, applies. I don't even know what it is anymore. Let's just say it's, it's $5. It's a ridiculous amount. Okay. All right. Well, you know, they're adding it and, and sometimes they might call it, I don't know, service fee yeah. or something like that, but convenience it's a fixed, fee. Am- well, fixed amount. Whereas the surcharge is a percentage and that percentage, you know, will vary, of course, depending on different um, scenarios. But yeah, convenience fees are different. They're a flat fee, fixed amount, regardless of the amount of the purchase. Okay. All righty. Now, have corporates been balking at the thought of paying this uh, surcharge? And have they been balking at, to the extent that they don't, they just, you know, go back to paying another way or just, you know, usual complaining? 
<laughs> well, um, uh, absolutely. I mean, companies can get frustrated uh, when suppliers want to tack on a surcharge for them to use um, like their P cards, their purchasing cards, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and, and do they want to pay another way? Well, you know, I always caution an organization that, well, there are lots of strategies, but let me focus on this one point first, where, um, you know, if you think, okay, if they're going to charge me a surcharge, forget it, I won't use my card and, you know, I'll go, go off and have them send an invoice and it'll go mm -hmm. through um, AP. Well, when you return to that traditional mm -hmm. purchase to pay process, there is a cost associated with that as well. And so, you know, you can have a knee jerk reaction that you don't want to use a card if the surcharge is involved, but there is more to it than just oh, I'm gonna pay a different way. You again, have to look at the big picture. Now, what about the accounting requirements? Um, I would think that this might uh, cause some problems, some headaches, or maybe not. You're wrong. referring to if a surcharge happens, what should the end user be doing about that from an accounting? Yes. Yes. You know, that it, it's such a good topic, but it's one that in all my years of being, you know, at conferences and talking with end users and training, it really hasn't come up. And so I'm guessing that a lot of or most uh, end user organizations maybe haven't thought about it or don't have a policy. Or even if they have a policy, maybe it doesn't always get followed. Because if a cardholder is reviewing a transaction, um, you know, online, you know, doing their reconciliation process, it might just show, you know, transaction $275. And maybe that includes a surcharge. Yeah. And even if the paperwork or receipt shows it, which it, it should show it, um, you know, they might just reconcile that full dollar amount to whatever budget or accounting codes um, apply to the purchase and off it goes. So, so it looks like you paid $105 instead of $102 for the widget. Yeah, that could be. So okay. just it's not something that has really come up, but it's a great topic and probably more organizations should be thinking about that. My guess is it just gets swept into the cost of the product. Well, and, and right. And, and if it, if the dollar amount is so right, small, then you right. have to start thinking about materiality thresholds. Right. Exactly. Does it become significant enough to try to manage it? Right. I would, right. I wouldn't okay. think so. So what should an organization do if a supplier refuses to eliminate a surcharge? Well, if they refuse to eliminate it, I mean, this is where you have to evaluate, you know, costs against the benefits of card mm -hmm. usage. And, you know, of course, if they refuse to eliminate it, um, well, first you should be ensuring that they're even following what they're supposed to mm -hmm. do to, um, you know, legally or not legally, that sounds like a lot, or, you know, according to the merchant rules set mm -hmm. by the networks, are they doing what they're supposed to do? Okay, we'll, we'll assume all is well at this point. Uh, if they want to do a, a surcharge, well, you can use a different supplier and you know one who wouldn't, wouldn't surcharge but this might not be possible and there's still a cost because there's time and effort involved mm -hmm. uh, you know with finding or using a different source uh, you could you know use that same supplier but pay a different way you know mm -hmm. and like the option i just mentioned there's costs related to that it could mean you have to set that supplier up in your ap system in the master vendor file if, if they're not already there and there's a cost to that um you know there is a cost in terms of you know 1099 reporting if that were right. to uh, apply right uh, you'd be losing out on the benefits of card usage uh so you know that it's an option or a third option would be you know using the supplier and just going ahead and paying the surcharge um you know if you've determined that you can save more through the process savings that are known to be great, you know, mm -hmm. in a streamlined uh, P card uh, purchase to pay or P2P process is used and, and then potentially a rebate earned on, on the transaction. Those things could outweigh the surcharge amount. So 
So, mm-hmm. you know, three different options really. And every organization needs to decide, you know, what's the best strategy for them. Okay. What should you do if you think the supplier is charging a surcharge, either that they don't have the right to charge or they're charging incorrectly or they're charging too much? Because if I understand this correctly, um, they can't charge more than their fee. Uh, right. And, you know, it goes without saying, too, we talked about state uh, laws always mm-hmm. changing. Right. Well, the card networks um, rules are also subject to change. <laughs> and um, oh, there's so many different nuances related to this. And and I, I can say that if you're looking for Visa or MasterCard's uh, merchant surcharge rules, um, you can do a simple, you know, internet search and, and find those. Uh, but before you get all worked up that they're doing it incorrectly, mm-hmm. I mean, I guess make sure you have the facts. Um, yeah, yeah, right. You know, there are things that yes. every supplier has to do um, before starting to surcharge, um, such as there has to be a notification. And, you know, this could mean um, just to the merchant acquirer, or maybe it's the acquirer and the network. Mm-hmm. Again, rules vary depending on the card network. Um, they have to have all the appropriate notifications and signage and things to uh, to the buyers, whether it's in person or even online, you know, at certain points, designated points in the process, uh, they have to be able to, uh, you know, display the surcharge amount on a receipt. So you've got all these factors going on. And, um, you know, there, as you kind of indicated, there's there's a cap to the percentage that they can tack on. Uh, but if an end user or the buyer knows that that supplier is not doing what they're supposed to do and it or it even violates a state law depends mm-hmm. on you know again then you know my suggestion would be go to your card issuer and you know see what they suggest um, it's my understanding that the card networks have a way to um, you know report merchant violations um, on any number of issues not just surcharging but i would say you know with your card issuers partnership it would be good to go to them first uh, you know, and, mm-hmm. and the card networks uh, are actively looking for violations and, you know, suppliers can be, um, you know, imposed a, a fee or, you know, a penalty for doing something they're not supposed to be doing. So it's not like everything just gets ignored and, you know, things move on, but um, it depends on the situation as, as everything does. <laughs> <laughs> do you think we're going to run into this more frequently as time goes on? Well, I, I do. And I think mainly, you know, there's a never ending conflict. I don't know. I was trying to choose my words carefully, but, (laughs) you know, between, you know, suppliers are paying a cost to um, accept cards for payment. And we know that in many cases, end user organizations receive a rebate Mm -hmm. um, for card usage. And, you know, that can be a kind of a sore point between the two. But then also, I mean, there's been studies that have really dived deep into the fact that suppliers can um, you know, receive benefits from card acceptance that outweigh the fees right. of acceptance. Right. And, and so that would be a talking point that, you know, before you reach a point of contention with your supplier, and again, you know, if it's a onesie twosie supplier, maybe you're not going to enter right. into a deep dialogue. But, you know, if, it, if it's a partner, you know, you want to ask them, have they considered, you know, the benefits and um, right. have they considered that your organization might go to a different supplier who doesn't surcharge? You know, right. work, talk with them about the benefits and, and really try to have an open dialogue. And then, too, before you even, you know, for, for more strategic suppliers for which um, you're developing a contract, put right in the contract that you are not going to accept right. um, any right. surcharges right. and then monitor for it. 
It wasn't until you talked about what the other benefits were that I realized uh, two of the plant groups that I'm associated with, um, much smaller uh, businesses, if you will, when they started taking credit cards, they saw their plant sales, not double, but go up by a a humongous percentage um, just because they were taking credit cards. Oh, absolutely. You know, and of course, with everything, there are so many variables, you know, what is the supplier's business? And, Mm -hmm. and, you know, what are they hoping for? And, you know, are are they competing against many suppliers, or maybe they're a sole source, you know, for your organization. So, you know, who kind of has more, I guess, um, pull in the relationship, but who's got more to lose? There you go. There you go. All There's right. a lot of considerations. There, it's not yeah, just flat yeah. out, do you take a surcharge or not, or do you impose one or not? There mm-hmm. are things suppliers have to do. There's considerations for both buyers and, and suppliers. Mm-hmm. So surcharges aren't the only issue that sometimes leads to misunderstandings when it comes to COD. COD issuers have created a number of new types of CODs, and this can be quite confusing to understand what each is and how they should be used. Lynn recently joined us to clarify the different types of CODs, and I think you'll be amazed when you discover the different types. You can watch it right now using the link that will appear momentarily on your YouTube screen and is in the description below. As always, we appreciate your thumbs up as they help us grow.